When you own your own business, you know how quickly the paperwork can start to pile up. It's great to have processes in place to make sure you're handling all the day-to-day -day tasks, but once you tackle those obligations, what do you need to do with the documentation? This is where record retention policies are valuable. Once you set up these policies, you, as a solopreneur, small business owner, virtual online bookkeeping business owner, or virtual assistant, can easily find the answers you're looking for. Should you keep a particular document? Is it okay to destroy it? How long do you need to keep those documents? Are some documents more important to your small business than others? And does it matter if you store your records electronically or in a hard copy? In today's episode, we're diving into each of these questions and more. If you feel like you're swimming in an ocean of paperwork and want to finally find out what you should be doing to gain control of all of it, listen in. And before you know it, you'll have your policies set up and you'll know exactly where to put your documents so you can easily find them and you'll know exactly how long to keep them. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right, as an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line. I'm your host, Chris Ponick. I'm a certified public accountant, and I've been helping small business owners like you navigate and easily understand these complicated topics for over 25 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a small business owner myself, so I know your time is valuable. In my free time, I make the best sugar cookies and have mastered an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that's not just my opinion. You're in the right place. I promise your time will be well spent here. Each week you'll gain confidence and clarity while making a successful impact on your business and grow your bottom line. Get comfy, grab a cookie, and let's get straight to the point with this week's episode. Are you looking for a computerized software solution to do your bookkeeping? I highly recommend checking out QuickBooks Online. I've been using QuickBooks myself for over 20 years and they really know how to streamline processes and make your bookkeeping and recording your transactions simple and easy. QuickBooks is one of the top software solutions used by small business owners and I would say that over 95% of my clients are currently using QuickBooks for their businesses. One of the features most of my clients and I take advantage of is the option to set up bank feeds. You simply link your bank account to your QuickBooks account and QuickBooks will automatically import each transaction into your QuickBooks file. You'll save a ton of time not having to manually enter each of these transactions. You simply review each of the transactions and make sure they're getting recorded to the appropriate account. And then click one button and they're in. Want to know more? Head over to financialadventure.com QuickBooks and learn how you can save 50% off of your first three months. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about records retention. Setting up a records retention policy is something all business owners should do. But to be honest, many small business owners are unsure about what documents they need to retain, how to keep those records, and what's the best way to store the documents they ultimately decide to keep. 
When setting up your records retention policy, take into consideration what the IRS is looking for, as well as any other requirements you may have in your business, such as requirements from your insurance company. You may also want to keep records for any lawsuit, claim, or work-related accident for a longer period than generally recommended. Your business ownership records should be kept indefinitely. These would include business formation documents, annual meeting minutes, bylaws, stock certificates, lease agreements, as well as permits and licenses, just to name a few. Create a retention policy for documents like your business tax returns, financial statements, payroll tax records, employee files, job applications, and human resource files. You'll also want to have a retention policy in place for any supporting documents. So how long do you actually need to keep these records? Other than the records that we mentioned previously, with longer retention periods, you can normally follow the seven-year rule. The IRS says, you must keep your records as long as they may be needed for the administration of any provision of the Internal Revenue Code. Generally, this means you must keep records that support an item of income or deduction on a tax return until the period of limitations for that tax return runs out. The period of limitations is the period of time in which you can amend your return to claim a credit or refund, or the IRS can assess additional tax. Most lawyers and accountants recommend keeping the original documents for at least seven years. This is normally a sufficient amount of time for tax audits or lawsuits. So what supporting documents are you required to keep for your small business? The IRS wants to make sure you have supporting documents to prove any income items and deductions you have on your tax returns. These supporting documents would consist of, but are not limited to, invoices, sales receipts, bills, credit card receipts, automatic deductions or deposits, inventory, deposit slips, canceled checks, payroll, and other transactions you may have in your business. These documents support the entries you will make in your bookkeeping system, which make up your balance sheet and your income statement, and they're ultimately reflected in your tax return. Now, you might be asking, which is better, electronic or hard copy storage? And does it even matter if you use one method or the other to store your records? I think the main point to consider here is to ensure you're able to locate quickly the reports and records that may be in question. When you store your hard copies, make sure you have them organized in a way you can find the information if you're ever audited. I would strongly recommend grouping your records by year and then breaking them down even further. You could keep your records by month or by customer, vendor, or type of transaction if you feel it would be easier to find in the future. I know many small business owners who keep their records on a month-to-month -month basis. When you wrap up your month with your bank reconciliations and compile your financial statements, this would be a great time to make sure you have all your supporting documents for that month. After you close out the month and you're ready to file your records away, you can do so either by hard copy or you could scan and have each of the items saved electronically. You can use the same system you would use to store your hard copy documents to store your records electronically, but 
make sure you have a good backup system in place, especially if you're destroying the original hard copy. According to the IRS, it doesn't matter if you provide hard copy or an electronic copy of your supporting documents, as long as they're properly reflecting the transactions you have recorded in your financial statements and tax return. I also want to add that whether you have a manual or computerized software system for your bookkeeping process, you still need to keep proper business records. If you're using a computerized software system like QuickBooks to do your bookkeeping, they have options to scan and upload your supporting documents right to the transaction that you're recording. This is a really nice feature that helps you to quickly obtain the supporting document you're looking for with a click of the button in your software system. In summary, putting effort into a record-keeping policy may not seem like an important task, but if it's done properly, you will surely help reduce the risk if or when you need to provide proof of your business records. When you decide you're going to get rid of old documents, make sure you do it in a safe and secure manner. As much as you want to protect your information when you're storing your business records, you want to make sure when these records are no longer needed that they're disposed of securely. Alright, to recap this episode. Number 1. When setting up your records retention policy, take into consideration what the IRS is looking for as well as any other requirements you may have in your business. Number 2. Your business ownership records should be kept indefinitely. Number 3. Create a retention policy for documents like your business tax returns, financial statements, payroll tax records, employee files, job applications, and human resource files, as well as supporting documents. Number four, how long do you actually need to keep your records? Most lawyers and accountants recommend keeping original documents for at least seven years. Number five, the IRS wants to make sure that you have supporting documents to prove any income items and deductions that you have on your tax return. Number six, it doesn't matter if you store your files electronically or hard copy. Just make sure that you have them organized in a way that you can find the information if you ever are audited. Number seven, it doesn't matter if you have a manual or computerized software system for your bookkeeping. You still need to keep proper business records. Number eight, when you decide you're going to get rid of old documents, make sure you do it in a safe and secure manner. And you know I'm going to ask, what's at least one thing you will take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line? If you need some accountability, join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a five-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. 
And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do.